Good morning. Today is Friday, February 17, 2023. An important part of religious life is blessings, brachos, a bracha. We ask for blessings. We say blessings before eating. We say blessings in prayer. We give blessings. And it's very interesting to look at a verse in this week's Torah portion. In the Parsha Mishpatim, the Torah says, God says to the Jewish people, And you shall serve God, your Lord, and God will bless your bread and your water, meaning your sustenance. All right. That's a great blessing. We all want that blessing. But our rabbis in the Talmud say something very, very interesting. Now, I've pointed out to you before, sometimes the rabbis will say, read a word as not the way it's written, but in a different way, maybe with different letters or different vowels. And of course, the rabbis don't mean to say that the text of the Torah is wrong, God forbid. They mean to say that there is a second layer of meaning that can be derived by looking at the word with different letters or different vowels. So our rabbis say, instead of reading the word uveirach, which means, and God will bless. That's the simple meaning of the verse, and that is certainly the true meaning of the verse. But our rabbis say we should also read it as if it says, uvarech, which means, and you shall bless. And the difference is, the simple meaning of the verse has God blessing us, but according to this interpretation of the Talmud, this is a source for our practice, that we bless. We bless before eating bread. We bless before drinking water. We bless all kinds of times. We bless each other. We bless in prayers. And one of the sources of our practice of saying brachos, saying blessings, which is so pervasive in Jewish life, comes from this Pasuk. Vavartem es Hashem alakechem uveirach es lach our sages say, read it, uvarech, and we should bless before eating and in the other times. Okay. What does it mean, though? What is a bracha, a blessing? What precisely are we saying when we say the words baruch, baruch to Hashem, blessed are you God? What exactly are we saying? So, one opinion that is found in many of the commentaries is that the word bracha, blessing, comes from the word berech. Now, berech means knee, the part of our body halfway between our waist and the ground. Our knee. And the idea of a bracha is we are bending our knee. In other words, when we say Baruch to Hashem, what we are saying is we bend our knee to you, God, figuratively. 
We are subservient to you. We recognize that you created the world and everything in the world belongs to you. And therefore, if we want to take benefit from something in the world, we have to ask permission and we have to recognize your sovereignty, your ownership, your creation. So we bend our knee as a way of asking permission and acknowledging the origin of what we are about to benefit from. And that's what we mean when we say a bracha. We are berach, we are bending our knee. The Rashba, one of the famous medieval commentators, has a second opinion, and this also was followed by a number of the other commentaries, that the word bracha, blessing, has a different root. It comes from the root word brecha. Now, brecha means a stream or a spring of water. In other words, the source from which water comes. And when we say, Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed are you, God, what we are really saying is, God, you are the brecha, you are the spring, you are the source of the goodness that there is in this world. And when we say a bracha, what we mean to say is that we want to be able to connect to the source to God who provides whatever it is we're discussing, and we are asking for God to have that source overflow, to increase, so that we will be able to benefit from that which comes originally from God, flows originally from God. Now, the truth is, it's not necessary to choose between the two opinions. Both of them are true. And both of them apply all the time, but one of the approaches may be more emphasized in a certain kind of a blessing and the other in a different kind of a blessing. For example, if we're at, about to eat a food and we have to make a bracha, what we are doing when we say that blessing, blessed are you, God, King of the universe, by whose word everything comes into existence, or who creates the fruits of the tree, etc., all the different blessings we say, what we mean to say there is we're bending our knee. We are, we are subservient to you. We recognize that it's not ours, even if we planted it, even if we bought it with our money, own money, it comes from you, God. You created it. You were the source of it. And we recognize that we have no right to take it unless we ask for permission, unless we acknowledge that you, God, are the sovereign. So before we eat something, before we take some pleasure from this world, we bend our knee figuratively. We say, Baruch Atah Hashem. We bend to you. We are subservient to you. We acknowledge you, God. And by doing that, we ask permission. And then we can enjoy what we have, recognizing that it comes from God. In prayer... The word bracha 
we can emphasize the second meaning. We say, for example, in the Amidah, all the blessings that we say, Baruch atah Hashem, blessed are you, God, Chonein Hadas. You are the one who grants wisdom to mankind. There, what we mean to say is, God is the source of wisdom. God is the pool, the spring from which wisdom comes. And whatever wisdom we have, it is because God's wisdom overflows and comes towards us, and we're able to absorb it. And so what we say to God is, Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed, meaning the spring, the source of wisdom which is within you, God, it should be increased. It should be magnified. It should overflow its boundaries and come to us so that we should be able to enjoy the benefit of receiving God's wisdom. And all the other brachos similarly. We're referring to God as the pool, the source, the spring, and we're asking for it to flow to us. And therefore, based on this, and this week's Torah portion with this verse in it is a really good reminder, every time we say Baruch, Baruch atah Hashem, blessed are you God, and use the word bracha in different contexts. We should keep in mind both of these meanings because while we may emphasize one or the other at a certain time, but both of them still apply. And we should think about every time we encounter a bracha, how we mean for it to apply under those circumstances. But here's the point. Either way you understand it, what a bracha does, giving it, receiving it, invoking it, praying it, whatever way we are making use of a blessing which is so pervasive in Jewish life, a bracha involves us in the spiritual world. It doesn't just happen. Our relationship with God doesn't just happen by itself. Our connection to spirituality doesn't just happen to our, by itself. We get involved in invoking God. We get involved in recognizing God. We get involved in inviting God to have his uh, 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 power and uh, the, uh, everything that God has within God to overflow and to come to us. We are actively seeking God when we say a bracha. And when we receive a bracha, someone else is trying to help us actively connect to God. With a bracha, we are a doer, not just a spectator in our spiritual lives and in our connection to God. It doesn't happen to us. We create it through blessing, through brachos. Many years ago, there was a Jewish boy, and he came to New York, and it was just before his bar mitzvah, and he went to visit the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He wanted to get a bracha, a blessing, from the Lubavitcher Rebbe before his bar mitzvah. 
Now, to be perfectly honest, that was not the only reason he came to New York. He also came to New York because his father was going to take him to a baseball game to see the Yankees play, and the Yankees was his favorite baseball team. So he's coming to New York for a baseball game and also coming to New York to visit the Lubavitch Rebbe and to get a bracha. Okay, fantastic. A good American boy, nice Jewish boy. When he went to go see the Rebbe, he asked the Rebbe, the Lubavitch Rebbe, for a bracha, a blessing, as we're discussing, in honor of his upcoming bar mitzvah, which, of course, the Rebbe was very, very happy to provide. And the boy also told the Rebbe that he's there to go see the Yankees, and he asked the Rebbe, could you keep, please also give a bracha to the Yankees, to the New York Yankees, that they should win the ball game? So the Rebbe did not say to this boy, you know, it's kind of inappropriate to try to invoke a blessing from God that the Yankees should win because, you know, after all, uh, there probably are people that are asking for God's blessing that the Boston Red Sox should win. So, you know, how does a blessing work within the context of a, of, a, of a ball game? You know, someone wins, someone loses. And besides which, a baseball game is not really the, the area where, you know, we want to invoke God's blessing. I mean, let's save it for something important. Okay, but that's not what the Lubavitch Rebbe said. Listen to what he said. Because what he said to this boy taught this boy and us unforgettable lesson. Listen to what he said. He said to this boy, you know, in sports, you can be a fan, you can be an admirer, you can be a spectator. You can really enjoy going to a baseball game and watching a baseball game and following sports. You can enjoy that. But you know, a spectator, a fan, if you want, you could leave in the middle of the game. Or you could decide that you don't want to follow the, the Yankees anymore. You want to follow the Mets. You could change your mind. You could change your team. And even if you're planning to go to a baseball game or you're planning to watch the football game, you might sleep late that day and you might miss it. The Bhavatarebi said to him, in life, don't be a spectator. Be a player. Because if you're a player on the team, then you have a responsibility. Then you're invested in the game. Then you're playing the game until the very last second. You don't sleep through it. You don't change teams. You don't maybe decide, oh, I can leave early and avoid the traffic. No. If you're a player, you're invested. You're on the team. And Lubavitch Rebbe said to this boy, on the day of your bar mitzvah, you become a player on the team of Am Yisrael, of the Jewish people. And you can influence the outcome of the game 
by taking an important part of it. You can help the team to win. In life, you don't want to be a spectator. You don't want to just be a fan in the stands watching, looking from the side. You want to be a player on the team, influencing the outcome. And one of the ways that we do that is through blessings. By saying a bracha, by giving blessings, by receiving blessings, by saying blessings in prayer. In all the ways that brachos, that blessings are meaningful to us in our Jewish lives, it is through which we become a player, not just a spectator. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and a beautiful Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.